Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell, along with City Administrator Ben Mardig. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming in on a cold day. It's below zero, our first sub-zero <laughs> day of the of the season anyway nice Uh, and crisp out there (laughs) (laughs) we had our you had a a city council meeting last night it was a big one the last one of 2021 uh which uh, means that you decided the 2022 budget and tax levy last night why don't we just start off with that because it's kind of a big topic um you did have a public hearing you heard from just a few people not too many uh spoke of the citizens spoke um, but those are concerns that are certainly very valid, and uh, I'm sure that you've heard probably from other people as well concerning, uh, oh, taxing. Uh, the uh, <clears throat> the levy went up uh, 11.6% last yes. night, uh, and you heard some concerns about that. Tell us about, uh, I know it was a difficult decision last yes. night, but uh, tell us uh, your, your thought train about uh, mm-hmm. a- attacking this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. And just to help people know and understand, this is a budget process that started probably back in May for our city staff. Uh, the council got the first their first um, view of it back in August. So it's a really a significant process that we undertake each year, six month long process, really looking at how do we move our city forward in a very strategic way and connecting our strategic plan that we, the council passed unanimously and that our community members are really holding, they want a council uh, that's going to keep their word and move forward those strategic plan related items that they've committed to do, right? We're there to move our community forward. And that means sometimes uh, there's a financial commitment to that. And so that's really what you saw last night. And I'm just so appreciative for those that really want to view in in their own time. There's a whole host of information on the city website, or you can watch the presentation that was given last night because it was quite significant in terms of uh, showing people the difference and how we align between different cities, not only with industrial property, but looking at, um, I think it said in there that we're 77% um, below the average estimated market value of our comparable cities. We're 13th out of 14 for estimated market value for industrial properties. I'm sorry, I'm going on and on here. Industrial property carries a higher uh, tax rate, I believe, than residential property owners. And so in cities like Faribault or other or other cities that are around us that have greater industrial uh, base, it affects when uh, you raise uh, taxes or bring in um, more dollars to be able to accomplish the, the needs of the community. It doesn't affect the residential homeowners as, significant, as significantly as you see with us. The other thing that I would like to highlight in there is in when we're comparing ourselves to other cities, we're also looking at how are we doing caring for the existing infrastructure that's here within the city. And over and over and over again, it shows that our debt uh, comparable, mm, our debt that we carry is less than our cities that we compare to. And so that really speaks to, are we keeping all of our facilities up to date? Are we keeping our roads up to date? I mean, it costs a significant amount of money to be able to care for the basic needs of the community. 
And uh, there are two other things that I wanted to just say there, too, that a lot of times when we're looking at our budget, there's a significant correlation between the number of staff and the budget. And we uh, were able to see last night, and thank you to city staff for bringing that forward, is that we really just brought our, the number of city staff up to 2002 levels. That's 20 years. And in 20 years, there was a significant decline and just very, um, it can be pretty significant, I would say, but we're just back up to 2002 uh, levels, 20 years. And it just makes me wonder, over those years, right, you can't go back, but what would have happened? What would our community have looked like if we would have stayed consistent, steady with a number of staff? You would not be seeing this steep level of incline that uh, people are really concerned about. And we are too, quite frankly. Um, so I wanted to mention that in terms of uh, as we're looking at our comparable cities, we are really taking all that into account. Um, all of us sitting there, our taxes go up as well. So, But uh, there's directly a correlation between the industrial properties and how that affects residential property owners, uh, the number of staff. We are not overtaxing our community. And so the other one, the data point that I wanted to just point out to people, when you're looking at the number of dollars or the dollars that you pay for police, fire, streets, sewer, water, parks, I mean, there's a significant amount of dollars. Uh, our library is another one that goes into operating the city. And not only for the people that live right here within our city borders, but we are a regional center as well. And if you look at the dollar amount that you set aside each month for all of those services, hands down, it's less than what a family would have to pay for um, a family uh, cell phone service or inter uh, what was the other thing? High-speed uh, internet service bundle, landline yeah. bundle, yep. So the, the services that our community is getting are really important to the overall safety, well-being of our community. We are hitting on just a, a diverse set of offerings for community members, and it's less than what you pay for a family uh, cell phone package. And that, to me, that's a good use of our resources to meet the needs of just a wide variety of people that live within our community, as well as to stay relevant to make sure that we're moving forward as a city. All right. Well stated. Let's move things over to uh, uh, Ben Mardig now, our city administrator, and talk about uh, a little more specifically the 2020 budget. Um, we're, we are going to have some additional employees here yeah. in Northfield, and uh, the, much of the increase was due to that hiring of staff. Uh, ben, maybe you can tell us a little bit about where that staffing is going and what the needs are and uh, when uh, they uh, will be hired. Yeah, so kind of to the mayor's point earlier, too, is that, you know, personnel um, is a driving cost. It's the largest part of our operating budget, obviously drives it. The council had some policy discussions along the way, too, to say, do we just keep, you know, over time adding these and having some more, you know, significant increases year after year, or do we just get some of these positions we've been talking about done? So that was really something that was discussed uh, as well. Some of them, even with the percentage increase, when you looked at kind of dealing with all of them at once versus not, you're looking at like literally like a few dollars a month difference to the average taxpayer on a home as they're looking at that. So those those are being looked at. But 
couple of uh, a few police department positions hitting it where we have a data person that's being added um, in records management person related to body camera implementation. We have a new patrol officer that was a result of a few years ago, we did a department analysis and to the mayor's point, there was a study funded to determine what the staffing needs were of the police department. This puts us, after a few years, this puts us at that point. So we are now fully staffed based on that independent analysis done as part of the strategic plan. So uh, we'll be able to deal with demand uh, better within the police department, uh, dealing with that uh, position. Uh, community development with economic development to the mayor's point the council talked about if we need to get that up and get our tax base growing we know our current staffing is pretty spread thin and so how do we really focus on that goal so they're adding an economic development focused position within that department we're also partnering with the uh, Northfield Downtown Development Commission that we talked about before to merge some of that uh, consulting work that we used for their executive director bring it in-house and then also take on some um, planning needs within the department, including things like the heritage preservation in the downtown district uh, and other work to help uh, facilitate development applications that are coming through. Spanish translation related to our equity goals as a city. We have a halftime uh, uh, translator who has just been really phenomenal in uh, doing translation, uh, audio, video, uh, written communication, and this, and also interacting with uh, customers that we have too. They've, they've been helpful, but they're very limited in time, so this puts them up to a full-time position with that. Our engineering department, um, I think, was $34 million, I think it was, that we have in projects that we're trying to process through, so it will provide additional assistance. Some of that funding is actually coming within specific project funds. Um, so we'll be uh, doing that offset with engineering fees. And then uh, our station manager for uh, Northfield Public Broadcasting, just I see this in many cities, is that there's just a greater demand for communication. And Northfield's been trying to catch up, too, on getting more investment um, with the communications department. We have a halftime person um, who's really kind of focused on our video productions. They also help with our public meetings. We're trying to improve the broadcasting quality and production of our of our public meetings for the public to watch. And um, so that'll go from a halftime to a full-time position. So... Um, now, quite a, quite a number of positions. Um, in the you know again, the council talked about: do we phase these over time, or do we just get these done that we've talked about? And uh, so that's um, that's kind of the, the focus of a number of those positions that we've got included in the budget. All right. And just a quick aside: we did have Sam Temple on yesterday. He appears on KYMN Monthly, and he talked about the need and where that need went. So, folks, if you'd like, uh, that's available on our website. If you'd like to listen to that particular interview. All right. Um, you know, we could go in depth and in length, but we don't have the time uh, going into the uh, budget and also the uh, tax levy. But let me uh, just give you a chance. Is there anything about the budget or tax levy that we haven't mentioned that you'd like to tell uh, the taxpayers of uh, Northfield? I would just say, too, is that we, did, we didn't mention it, but it was a 7-0 unanimous vote of the mm-hmm. city council, too. And um, that doesn't happen uh, very often either. And um, in every single one of them, as the mayor said, takes it very seriously. And so um, I think that speaks um, to, to the process and to the justification of, of the difficult decision that the council has as policymakers to support that. So yeah. that was just one thing I know we didn't note the voting, but I thought I would mention, I don't know if the mayor has anything else. And I'd, I'd also like to add, they all had some very good questions and concerns that they uh, brought forward mm-hmm. as well. And we don't have time to get into that, but maybe sometime in the future we can do that. 
that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk, because we have a, uh, just a few minutes left, I want to talk about a couple other things that were going on last night at the council meeting. One is uh, regarding uh, our next-door neighbor here at the uh, Archer House. Uh, you took some action on uh, on uh, that. <laughs> tell, tell, is it clear to, to go now? Is that Was that the final demolition order? or? <laughs> Well, actually, the council doesn't order the the demolition. That really Mm -hmm. comes through the Heritage Preservation Commission. What the council did last night was they approved, and I'm sorry, it's a little confusing. It was confusing to me, too, and so I was asking lots of questions beforehand. But the title was a demolition and development agreement. And really what uh, the resolution, the information was last night is just preserves the ability for the city council to utilize tax increment financing redevelopment dollars uh, for that project if the developers were to seek TIF assistance as they move forward. And that um, determination needed to happen before the building were to come down. So it was really key that we get it done last night. Um, That's really the simplified version of it. The resolution was very specific, a lot of detail in there, as well as the development and demolition uh, agreement. But there will be, as we move forward, there'll be additional opportunities for the council, the HPC, to give guidance and direction on uh, the actual project or what would be built in the Archer House, Archer House's place uh, as we move forward. All right. One Anything thing, to add to that? One thing on that, again, I just I know TIF is tax increment financing is confusing sometimes for people, but this would not be impacting. If the city council, which I, I expect we will be exploring this, uh, decides to offer that incentive with a developer, it's really capturing the new tax value that a new development might create. It's not taking away from existing properties, um, but allows them to kind of capture that new value that would come back with the development to incentivize the improvement of that project. And, and one thing in this particular case is a tool. Um, we know that, that the public's very concerned about the historical value that was lost and the uniqueness of this building uh, that's in the community and how do we ensure that it is uh, really a quality development that we'll be proud of as a community and um, will uh, will be lasting into the future and um, hopefully have many new redeeming qualities that maybe the old Archer House didn't even have. and. So this incentive tool that the council will have will allow the council to have a say in that and to potentially be an incentive to ensure that some of those improvements can actually happen. So um, it's a little complicated on TIF, but the council had to adopt a resolution to even offer a tool, to even have that tool before it would be demolished. And so the council preserved that right tonight. That's really, or last night, that was really the only step that was achieved. And as to to the mayor's point, there will be a lot of input from uh, the council um, as it goes forward, as we as we get excited about what might what might be happening there, um, the developer owners were there last night. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't even selected their architects to help them, and they're still kind of determining what the project scope might be on their vision. But they got local ownership; they're committed to development, and I think those are two positive things um, with where we at today. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, Mayor, uh, yes, you're correct. That is rather complicated and confusing. <laughs> yes. uh, we're just about out of time but what else you, you'd mentioned one other thing uh you wanted to bring up while we we're in here and i forgot what that was yeah our partnership with the uh youth on boards program and the uh, mayor's youth council i'll let the mayor maybe just comment about that 
th that program, and we basically are extending it another three years uh, with our partnership with HCI. Yeah, it's very exciting um, um, to see that uh, continue to move forward. It really helps to ensure that the Youth on Boards program, I think we are at uh, a little over 90 youth serving on boards and commissions and committees throughout the city, and their youth, as we're like 49% of the city is like 24 and younger. Wow, that's pretty significant. Mm. Okay, that's half the population, folks, <laughs> right? I mean, it makes sense, right, that you need to take that into account. It's a driving force of our community, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Our youth are active, they're engaged, they care about the community, and that really benefits all of us. They're our future leaders. Um, it's beneficial when we all take a sense of ownership in your community, and one of the ways that the city is really helping to move that forward is inviting the youth right on to our boards, commissions, committees. And uh, just really want to say thank you to all the other um, adult community leaders that are out there that have been welcoming and uh, to the youth on the boards and have made space for them and for their voice and their opinions. So it's great partnership with HCI, the school district, Youth Prize, and the multitude of, I think it's, it must be over 20 different board commission and committees out there that have made space for our youth right there at the table when decisions are being made. All right. Wow, we've gone through a lot. You actually went through a lot last night with a lot of big milestones. No more uh, meetings uh, in 2020. Is there no more uh, council meetings? Uh, do you have work sessions or anything planned for the rest of the month? Yeah, we normally, this is normally the end of our year, but mm -hmm. we actually have another meeting next week. So we're going to talk, uh, uh, we have to move out of the council chambers because we're doing some safety improvements and it was scheduled and we don't normally meet, but we have uh, wages to finalize next week. We have a labor contract to approve that we've been waiting on. Um, uh, and also going to be talking about some of the Bridge Square uh, discussions that we've been having. Um, so we're going to be at the NCRC building and having our last regular council business of the of the year. And then uh, next week, uh, the council will be having our holiday social and recognition and encourage the public on Thursday of next week for, at 4 o'clock, I believe, or abouts there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have uh, an open house at the library atrium. So um, yeah. that'd be a time to come celebrate with the council, meet your elected leaders, and, and uh, have some holiday cheer. All right. Yeah. Holiday cheer. That sounds fun. We're, yes. It is the season. Yes, All it right. is. Thank you so much for coming in. Much appreciated. Yeah. And uh, we will uh, talk to you again next week then. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, All right. Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Bardig.